chapter 10 a few days ago and just connection. Uh, I didn't intentionally teach what I did last night as a part of what we're now doing, but I kind of dawned on me this week. It, it kind of fits in to, to this media detox because <laughs> ultimately what it's about is, is silencing all the voices, but the goal is not to just silence voices. The goal is to be more tuned into the voice. The scripture talks about when the unclean spirit is gone out, he comes back to see if something took his place. And when he finds that nothing took his place, he doesn't just take up residence where he used to dwell. He goes, and and I just read it again a couple of days ago. He doesn't just go get seven more. Jesus said he goes and gets seven more worse than him. So he doesn't just go get his buddies. He he goes get some some guys that are badder than he is, not in a cool way. (laughs) So the goal here is not just trying to silence voices. The goal is we've got to tune in to the right voice. I, I think I've said it in various ways in the last several months at least, but I, I think I just continue to be more and more disturbed that even as apostolics, this that we're doing here and our walk with God, it's, it's, just, it's a part of the many things that we do. It's, it's a part of our lives. But is, is it the priority that it's supposed to be? Is it, are, are we taking up our cross daily, denying ourselves and, and following Him? Or, or is this just something, it's, it's on our agenda, and, and I'm not talking about just coming to church. I mean, I mean our walk with God. It, it's on our agenda, but is it the priority? I would venture to say, and you don't have to respond, but I would venture to say some of you would be doing better this week with a straight-out food fast than you are with the media stuff. Because how many times have you fasted in the past food, but you then use the media stuff to drown out the fact you're fasting and get you through? And The goal is not just to silence voices. The goal is to hear to hear the right voice. And a couple of days ago, in fact, I think it was Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, leading into this week, the Lord just brought this passage back to mind. And just want to share it here with you a little bit this evening. John 10 and 1, Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his The sheep open, and the the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, because they know his presence. They know, they follow him because they feel his spirit. 
No. They follow him because they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him because they know not the voice of strangers. The problem is the more familiar you become with a voice, the more apt you are to follow it. I was, I was going to do a little object lesson, whatever, here tonight, and I just kind of, I couldn't decide if it was really going to work the way I thought it might work. But I, I was going to have the media department just, just play a few moments of, of a voice. And I was going to start with some very recognizable voices that the great majority would have quickly recognized. I'm pretty certain if I played a few moments of the bishop's voice this evening, most of you would, would recognize that's the bishop. I'm pretty sure if I played a few moments of, of Brother Shelton's voice, many of you would, would quickly recognize that. There, there's, there's lots of different people if I... If I, if, if I played their voice, you would recognize their voice. And then there's others that, that if I played their voice, some would not recognize, but others would. So again, the, the more familiar you become with a voice, the more likely you are to follow that voice. And he says, the sheep come into the sheepfold because they know the shepherd's voice, and they follow the shepherd because they know his voice, and they won't follow a stranger because they don't know his voice. I'm not here to heap on you tonight what may already be a bit of a miserable week. Man, I, I, I said it, if you haven't seen it already. If, you, if, you're, if you're not on Realm, if you're not paying attention, we are providing stuff every day as a bit of a focus for you to, to spend some time, something to kind of chew on and eat on. And, and as I did this morning, it's my goal to get it out relatively early. I know a few of you are earlier risers than, than even uh, what I posted this morning. But, and then that way, whatever point of the day you're able to, to go through it and ponder it, pray about it, you can, you can um, be able to do that. But I just, I said it on there, man, I, I love the transparency that's been on there. First of all, from my perspective, that says a lot of what people think about this body. If they're willing to be honest and transparent, as some have been. And I was saying all that for a reason. Maybe I'll get it out of the way. And I will, I will, I will, be, um, I will, be, I will be done with it. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, there was there really was a reason. There was a method to the bat, to the madness. <laughs> Let's read on. My my sheep recognize Oh, I know what it was. Yes. Some of you some of you have become so in tune in tune to so many different voices, especially social media. Some of you, you're letting some blogger, some influencer. Isn't that interesting that a person that gathers a lot of social media, they're, they're an influencer. Hopefully what they're influencing with is the right stuff, but, but, but 
You see, here, here's, here's the deal, and I, I thought I would say this a little bit later. I, I believe, not just because I do it all the time, because I do it regularly, but I, I believe in it, the, the need for teaching and preaching. I believe in it. I, I believe there's a scriptural basis for it. We need men and women of God to preach and teach. We have apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, we have teachers. We have all of that. But if you equate, if, if, let me, let me rephrase, if the only voice of the Lord that you're familiar with is what comes through somebody else, you, you're, you're missing out. You, you, have, you have the responsibility and the right to become familiar and acquainted with the voice of the Lord for yourself. But, but the more you become acquainted with voices, the more quickly you are to follow them. Just think about it in the sense of, and, and I don't know if you can think of a specific example offhand or not, but just, just think about it in the context when, when a brand new person comes to minister here. What do, what do most of you do? You get through the first service, and well, I think, you know, I think what they said was pre- okay. I think it checks out with the word, and I think, okay, I, I, we, we might be all right. Go through the second service, you kind of, you know, and, and it finally you reach a point where you, you got your guards down. And that doesn't mean you should ever stop filtering what you hear with the Word of God. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't expect you to just take what I say as truth because I'm the pastor here. You, you need to make sure what I'm saying lines up with the Word of God. There's people that could step through this pulpit now that are not a part of this congregation and the second they begin to minister, you're locked in. All right, where are we going? What do you have to say? Because you've learned their voice. And I don't mean the sound. I mean you've learned to trust their voice. So you're going to follow. You better be careful what voices are becoming more and more familiar in your life. Because you might end up following a stranger. Skipping down to verse 27, the Living Bible says, My sheep recognize my voice, and I know them and they follow me. The New Living Translation, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep recognize my voice. The Amplified says it this way, verse 3, The watchman opens the door for this man, and the sheep listen to to his voice and heed it, and he calls his own sheep by name and brings or leads them out. When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never, on any account, follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize their call. Wow. The problem is when you don't continue to familiarize yourself with the voice of the Lord, learn and know the voice of the Lord better and better, you become more and more susceptible to the wrong voice. I've seen stuff, not this week, but I've seen stuff before Tuesday (laughs) on social media 
clips of stuff pastors have said in messages that I'm sitting there, and, and my question is, how was there not a mass exodus the moment that guy said that? How was there not a majority of people that sirens started going off in their heads saying, whoa, this voice is not matching up to the voice that's the right voice. I'm out of here. They, they will not follow the voice of a stranger or recognize their call. The Passion Translation says it this way. Jesus said to the Pharisees, listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen, rather than coming through the gate, reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate, and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in, and the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all All his sheep, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him for they are familiar with his voice, but they will run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. Again, this this, this is not just about turning off all the voices so that there's silence. There's going to be a voice. (laughs) You're going to have a voice in your head. You basically got, I guess, three options. You got your voice in your head, you got the devil's voice, or you can have God's voice. So again, it's, it's not just let's get our minds emptied out of all the garbage so that we can start over on October 1st filling them back up. You know what's going to happen if you get if you participate in all this media stuff this month, this media detox, and as soon as the day's over, you go you go binging your Netflix again. I believe it's going to get seven times worse. I I I I've been there's something that's kind of been stirring in my spirit. I don't know if I'll get to teach it or preach it at some point, and if I do, whether it'll be a Sunday night or a Thursday night or whatever. But 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 the Bible says we are more than conquerors, right? More than conquerors. What what does that what does that mean? I've I've, tr- I've wondered a long time what that means, and here's what I feel like the Lord has been kind of giving me over the the, the last couple of months. When an, when an army is, is taking over a place, what do they do? They're going in and conquering, right? But there's, but there's more than conquering that has to happen. You go from conquering to occupying. And, and, and that means you, you're, you're, now, you're, you're now taking over. You're now, you're now setting the laws. You're now ruling and governing. And, and you're now in charge. The problem of us, the problem is a lot of people keep cycling through just conquering. We conquer, we get victory over something, but we don't go to the next phase of being more than conquerors. So that we end up having to reconquer. More than conquerors is, God didn't just give me the victory today so I can come back and get the same victory next week. 
I don't just pray through on Sunday morning so I can make it through the, ne- the rest of the week and come back more than conquerors. There, there's stuff to experience. There's, there's places to go in the Spirit. There's, there's things to learn. There's things to know. Hebrews says it this way, that, that leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, That leaving doesn't mean abandoning or neglecting or forsaking. It means get the foundation laid. But once you get the foundation laid, let's build something on it. And some of us get very bored in our walk with God because we keep repeating kindergarten. I've done this many times now, but I'll do it again. You walk in on the first day of kindergarten, you, you, well, I guess a lot of kids probably know the ABC song by the time they get there because that's one of the, you know, it's so, so fun as a parent of a toddler to get them to, especially when they, when they mess some of those letters up here and there and they get, they get, the, they get the melody down, but they don't get all the letters down. But usually by the end of kindergarten year, you're expecting everybody to be able, on the count of three, one, two, three, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's so awesome. And, and all the, oh, yeah. We got, we got, any, got, any, uh, got any seniors, high school seniors here? How about 11th graders? Any 11th graders? Got, got a couple... What would it be like you walked in the first day of 11th grade and your teacher said, Okay, class, let me have your attention. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. A, B, C. You'd be like, whoa, I'm in the wrong place. Something's off here. I did that 11 years ago. 10 years ago. Some of you still... Working on the foundation. The goal is not to lay the foundation, dig it up, and then build it again. The goal is let's get the foundation right so we can go on to other things. We can, we can go on to learning how to walk in the Spirit and operate in the Spirit and, and exercise authority and dominion and, and all of those things that, that God has available for us. More than conquerors. Not just taking authority, not just taking a territory, but they, they, they had to, I, I just got, I just finished my, my, one of my latest Sunday, or it's not Sunday, one of my latest morning readings has been through the book of Joshua. And I just finished, and, and, and I think it's the first 11 chapters of Joshua is the conquering of Canaan land. There's 20, I think it's 24 chapters in Joshua. The first 11 chapters is them taking the territory. The rest of the book is them occupying. It's them organizing. It's them possessing. You weren't just called to conquer. You were called to to possess. You were called to occupy. Charles Spurgeon says this about this stuff with the voice, knowing the voice. Those who are really chosen of God hear and heed the voice of Christ. But those who are not Christ's chosen ones will not heed His discourse, but will listen to the many voices which attract the ears and the hearts of sinful men. The elect of God are known by this mark, that they hear the voice of Christ. Just as you can find out in a heap of ashes whether there are any pieces of steel by simply thrusting a a magnet's... 
pieces of steel there by simply thrusting in a magnet so you can find out God's chosen people by the mighty magnet of Christ's voice. Christ's sheep are marked in various ways. They are marked on the foot, the sheep follow him, and they are marked in the ear for they know his voice. They follow the track of their shepherd. And they give heed to the voice of their shepherd. And by these tokens they are known to be his sheep. It's not good enough just to hear his voice. It's not good enough just to hear his word. You've got to follow his word. I, I, we, we, we are, I, am, I, am, I don't know. I think maybe I'm bothered by some things that most people aren't bothered by. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm bothered by our continuous or, or the continual ideology of Christianity that, that we we're, we can just blend. It's good to blend. We need to blend. I don't know about you, but I hope and pray that in the course of the next several days and weeks, that somehow God would help me afresh and anew to become attuned to His voice. And that every voice, every voice has to go through the filter of His voice. It's not good enough for the Lord's voice to be one of many voices in your life. There, there's this mentality, it's, I think it's been addressed here a time or two. Thankfully, most of you probably are not really all that familiar with it. But there's, there's been kind of this mentality apparently where, you know, and I'm talking amongst even apostolics where, where, where pastors and ministers, they, they, have, they have people that are voices that speak into their life. And, and, and I'm not saying it's the case every single time, but, but one of the, one of the contexts of that is, I'm going to pick the voices that speak into my life. Now, in one sense, they're, they're, that's important. But on the other sense, when it's, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the voices that speak into my life, but I'm only going to pick the voices that speak into my life what I want to hear. His sheep know his voice and they won't follow a stranger. This was, I, I read this in studying and I thought this was just such a great uh, image of this and, and, and helping to understand this even more. This comes from the biblical illustrator. The voice of the shepherd is known. An American who was traveling in Syria saw three native shepherds bring their flocks to the same brook. And the flocks drank there together. At length, one shepherd arose and called out, Mina, Mina, the, the Arabic for follow me. His sheep came out of the common herd and followed him up the hillside. Then the next shepherd did the same, and his sheep went away with him, and the man did not even stop to count them. The traveler said to the remaining shepherd, just give me your turban and crook and see if they will not follow me as soon as you. So he put on the shepherd's dress and called out, Mina, Mina, but not a sheep moved. They know not the voice of a stranger. Will your flock never follow anybody but you? 
inquired the gentleman. Oh, you got to get this next part. The Syrian shepherd replied, Oh, yes, sometimes a sheep gets sick, and then he will follow anyone. Is it not so with the flock of Christ? Sometimes we get spiritually sick, so we'll listen to any voice. We'll tune in to any preacher. We'll read any book. We'll listen to any podcast. If some of you gave priority to listening to the Word of God, just you, you used to, you had to go buy James Earl Jones reading. If you don't even know anything about James Earl Jones reading the Bible, you ain't lived yet. Can't nobody read the Bible like James Earl Jones. You don't, eat, you don't have to go buy a CD set anymore to get them. You can get, there's free apps. I got a free Bible app on my phone that you can have it read to you. If some of you prioritize listening to the Word of God the same way you prioritize some of your podcasts, who knows where you would be in your walk with God. Don't get me wrong, I read, I listen, I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it, it, you got to make sure that you stay attuned to the voice, that you know the voice, and that when any voice is speaking into your life that doesn't match up with the voice, you don't follow it, because it's the voice of a stranger. It's interesting, and I don't know, I know I'm not the only preacher, I... I stay away from Song of Solomon. I, I don't. Y'all can read that on your own time. We, we ain't doing no preaching from Song of Solomon. But, but, but it's interesting throughout the Song of Solomon, there's a couple of times where there is emphasis that it's about the voice. One of those is in chapter 2, verse 8, and I'll read it in the, uh, I think this is the Amplified Bible for the sake of time, just from the Amplified, but vividly she pictured it. The voice of my beloved, and it's interesting, it puts in brackets there, shepherd. Behold, he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. It, 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 wasn't, the, it, it wasn't the mental image that she, that she refers to of her lover, of I, I see him coming over the hills. She said, she said I, I, I hear the voice. It's that voice that I recognize. You've heard it before, you know the story, but... But again, J- Jacob comes to, to, comes to Isaac and, and, and Isaac is about to die and, and, and his mother is scheming with him that you gotta get the blessing. He's about to give it, give it to Esau and, 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 and Jacob knows my, my brother and I, we're not alike. My brother's got hairy arms and I don't have hairy arms and, and so they scheme up to deceive Isaac. goes in there and he asks him for the blessing and, 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 J- and Isaac responds. That's, this, is, this is the voice of Jacob. But he, he, he came close to, to Isaac and Isaac reaches out and begins to feel his arms and it's, he says, it's, it's, it's the voice of Jacob. But it feels like Isaac. 
or excuse me, Esau. If he'd have trusted the voice, he'd have properly identified who it was. And I know in God's plan and all that stuff, it worked the way it was supposed to work. But, but, but the point is, if he would have trusted the voice he heard, he, he got it right by the voice. He messed up going by the feeling. I kind of got to thinking about this just in the last day or two. I, I should have known this would happen after a, after a message like last Thursday night pretty much can guarantee it. Friday, I got my brains beat out. And I think I had my helmet right here beside me all day. <laughs> By about late afternoon, my wife and I, we, we were talking, whatever, and I'm like, I, I should have known. I just should have known. Of course, I should have known and gotten set for it. But, but I, 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 I started thinking about it there's not really an, an, an addressing, at least in just the basic thinking of it. I'm not prepared to make an absolute concrete statement here. But in my, in, in my basic thinking through the armor of God, there's not really anything in the armor of God that's about protecting your feelings, your, your emotions. The helmet of salvation is about your mind, your thoughts. So you've got the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And, and, and I, I began to wonder, is the reason, and, and if you see it differently, let me know. I mean, let me know right now, because I don't want to be teaching the wrong thing. But, but could it be, if, if that observation is at all accurate, the reason that the, that the armor of God doesn't deal directly with something to protect your emotions, but it deals with your mind, is because your emotions are basically the result of what's going on in your mind. You think negative thoughts, your emotions correlate to that. You're going in a downward spiral of what you're thinking about. Your emotions follow that. You start thinking happy thoughts. You get happy. So again, the idea is where, where, where are our thoughts supposed to come from? Not, not just good human ideas. Our thoughts are supposed to come from the, from the Word of God, the voice of the Lord. Reading through it, Psalms 119, what is, what is the, the absolute most reliable voice of the Lord that you and I can hear? It's the Word of God. Before Tuesday, I, 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 I came across this clip that a very well-known pastor, author, etc., if I called his name... You, many of you would recognize the name. He was hosting some kind of a conference, and it's kind of a forum was going on, several pastors on the platform. And, and this guy came in and interrupted, walked all the way straight up to the platform because this, this author, speaker, pastor, 
uh, does not believe that there are there are prophets anymore and and that God doesn't work that way anymore. And and this guy, and I don't agree with what the guy did, but this guy came in there to to essentially protest that and tell this other pastor he was wrong. And they they es- finally they escorted him out and and uh, they, they were there was an interview of this guy who was a part of the team. Uh, there and and he made his way to find this guy because he was making the point that God does not speak to us anymore. That the only way God speaks to us now is is the Bible. Now I believe one hundred percent that everything God may speak to you and me has got to line up with the Bible. And if it doesn't align with the Bible, it is, there's no way it's God, because God's not going to contradict His Word. But I do believe God speaks to us. And, th- and this was kind of an interesting thing to me. The guy, his point he made is trying to prove his point. He asked this guy, this guy was, I can't, he was either Scottish or Irish. I think Scottish, but one of the two. You could kind of hear this guy as he was ranting in the service, whatever, you could hear that. And so when he, was, when he, he asked them, they, they were arresting the guy because of causing a disruption. And he was able to get to him for a moment. And he said, he said I, I have a question. When God speaks to you, does he speak to you in a Scottish accent? And the guy was like, well, yeah, I guess so. And that was the proof that it can't be God. Cause... So I guess, what do all of us do that are not Hebrew or Greek? <laughs> I mean, to Samuel, the voice of God sounded a lot like <laughs> again, 100% anything God speaks or you think God speaks. I've heard people that were married and God spoke to them, divorce their wife and go marry another person. There was somebody speaking. It wasn't the voice of the Lord. That, 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 that relationship all throughout... This romantic relationship all throughout the Song of Solomon. You, you find that, that knowing the voice, recognizing the voice was, was a very key part of all of that. And then, and then this, 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 this just kind of, I don't even know if I really have a full grasp on this. What the significance fully is, but I think there's some, <laughs> some significance. In Genesis 3 and 8, Adam and Eve had disobeyed. They've eaten of the fruit. And so this is, this is basically immediately following that. And the Bible says, and they heard, listen, read, read along. I don't mean out loud, but I want you to read that along with me. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. First of all, they didn't just hear the voice of the God. They didn't just hear the voice of God. And, but they also didn't just hear someone walking. 
they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I, I, that same voice that we've become so accustomed to fellowshipping with every evening, I heard that same voice walking, but I knew what I had done, and so we hid because we, we were naked and we were afraid. If you read a couple of different translations of, of verse number 8, it won't say it the same way the King James does, but it, it seems at least best I can tell the King James is accurate in this phraseology of they, they didn't just hear the voice of the Lord. They didn't just hear the Lord walking and His voice. They, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking. And, and I, think, I think that this is trying to get a grasp on what the significance of that is. I, at, the, at this point, the, I guess the, the best I can do is that you, you can't separate the voice of the Lord and the Lord. We, 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 we basically recognize each other in two different ways. Two ways we're used to recognizing each other. We learn to recognize each other's voice. And we also recognize each other's faces. God is a spirit. No man has seen God at any time. So the way that we recognize God is not by what we see but it's by His voice. In the beginning was the, the Word. And then I realized in that context, the Word there is Logos, which is the written Word. But, but, but the Word can be spoken as well. The Word became... Isn't that interesting? The Word became flesh. God didn't become flesh and give us His Word. The Word, because you, you can't separate God and His... We can separate you and your Word. Sometimes you, you're glad we can separate you and your Word. Because sometimes you say some things you shouldn't have said, or sometimes you make some promises you shouldn't have made. You can't separate God and His Word. Their, their, their fellowship, maybe here's the other significant part of that in the context that the voice of the Lord God walking, that, that the, the primary context of their fellowship with Him was not feeling. It was His voice. It was hearing from Him. It was listening to Him. My, my sheep hear my my voice. They know my voice. They hear my voice. They follow my voice. And they won't, they won't follow a stranger because they don't recognize the voice of the stranger. I want you to, want you, please don't just let this come out as a question and yeah, whatever. Would, would you please just... just, just Ponder for a moment how in tune, how well, how familiar are you with the voice 
of the shepherd. I, I said it several months ago. Several months ago, I was, and I continue to, I continue to pray it. I, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like, should I keep praying it? But I, I, at this point, I do. God, I, I, I want to know your voice. I believe, I believe there is, I believe I have achieved a level in which I know his voice. I mean, when I, one of the ways I feel that confirmed is when I preach and teach and somebody comes up afterwards and, man, Pastor, I, I was just in a conversation last night. You just answered questions or you just said the, I, I think that's because I've, I've learned how to hear his voice. <laughs> But I, I think one of the most important things in our lives is to know His voice. To become more sensitive, more in tune to His voice. And, 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 and when, Elijah, when Elijah is running from, from uh, Jezebel and, 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 he, and he, he goes and he hides in a cave, he's asking God to just kill him. The Bible says that, that, that the Lord calls him to the mouth of that cave. And, and I don't remember if this is the exact order or not, but there were, there were three things that happened. There was, a, there was an earthquake, there was wind and a fire. Just, just kind of out of nowhere, these three extremely dramatic things happen. Earthquake, wind, and fire. And after each one of them, the Scripture clearly states, And the Lord was not in it. We, we go to church or we see churches, we see online where there's all this sensational stuff and we presume that the Lord is in it. But there was all of these dramatic things and the Lord was not in it. But then the scripture says there was a still small voice. And it doesn't say it, but the implication is the Lord was in it. It wasn't the big dramatic demonstrations that the Lord was in. It was in the still, small voice. A couple of months ago, I'm God, I want to know your voice. And, and, and Lord, I want, I want you to speak to me more, God. Speak to me more. And I'm sitting there praying and, and my Bible's sitting there on the table beside me. And, 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 and I felt the Lord basically say to me, How much more do you need me to speak to you? I, if I never speak to you again, I've spoken to you plenty right there. My sheep know my voice. i tell you something, folks, if we're not careful in these last days, we're going to become familiar with too many voices. And before we know it, we're going to be following a voice that's not the voice of the shepherd. Because the more you know a voice, the less it becomes a stranger. My sheep know my voice. It's amazing to me how many noises there are in my car. 
that I was absolutely oblivious to. Because of the fact every time I get it, I got my music cranked up. For weeks, every now and then, when it's a little bit quiet, when I'd go to take a turn, or I'd hit my brakes, something would thump around in the back. When I got my music going, I rarely hear it. The last couple of days, I hear it all the time. I was looking under seat, looking out. There's a there's a, a compartment in the back that pulls up, kind of storage, and and part of the jack is there, the 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 uh, part that turns the the wrench part or whatever, and and it looked like kind of the way it was laid out that maybe there was a piece missing and. All of a sudden, I remembered that the trailer tire had blown out on the way back from, from Youth Congress. And so I texted Nathaniel today. I'm like, hey, is, did you, got, you use the jack? Yeah. Did you put it back? Yeah. And he says something about the, the side compartment. And I went, okay. So sure enough, a few minutes after I got that, we were texting about that. I, I go and I, I opened up the side compartment. And sure enough. The, the, that's where the jack goes. He put it back. He just they were in a hurry and didn't have the time to get it all. That thing's been wrong every time. Boom, boom. When I when I got all the noise on, I don't have to worry about it. I think some of you are real, realizing some of the voices that are always just up here. You didn't realize were there because you know it would. How, how many of us would be transformed if we could just become more familiar and more confident with the voice of the Lord? And, and not just in the sense of Him speaking to you all the time, but in the sense of when you start to hear some voices going, okay, wait a minute, I know that's not the voice of the Lord. Let me tell you something. If you're walking down the, the mall or the, the aisle of the store or you're in a place of business and you get the thought, go, go speak to that person, I'm going to pretty much guarantee you there's three options and it's pretty much settled that two of them are not the option. Because the chances the devil's ever going to tell you to go talk to somebody about Jesus is... And the chances you in your own flesh are going to say, is so it's probably, well, I don't know, Lord, I don't know. Especially for all of us introverts. I, I had a, we, we met in Annapolis to get to grab some dinner. My wife's been on the go all day and. She was staying with Elizabeth this evening, and so we met up. And actually, in the apartment complex area, there's a there's a called Lima's. If you've ever eaten there, per, Peruvian, right? And I and I I walked out of there, and as I'm and there's a there's a Starbucks on the corner, and that and as I walked by, there's this guy sitting in a chair outside. He's got his he's got his um, iPod or his uh, Air, Air AirPods. What are they? AirPods. And, uh, and, and, and he's got some stuff on the table, but he's sitting there and he's got a Bible in his lap. And as I walked up, I'm like, man, that, that's, 
everybody, you know, you got their device, you got your phone, but how many times do you just see, and I, and I got all the way over to the car, and I'm like, put my stuff in the, some stuff in the car, and I walk back over, I said, hey, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, I just have to tell you, man, it's really great to see somebody with a Bible out. So not not an iPad, not a device, and, and nothing, but, but a good old, he's like, you know, there's just nothing like the turning the pages. I said, absolutely. He said, well, so what, what, tell me about you. And I gave him a little brief, and I'm like, well, tell me about you. He said, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a marriage and family therapist and, a, and, and this and that. I'm like, oh, really? I mean, there's sometimes, I, I'm not a counselor. Sometimes people bring stuff to me as above my pay grade. My dad always tells me when I'm dealing with certain stuff, he's like, well, that's why you get the big bucks, son. I'm like, thanks, Dad. There's some things that whatever big bucks I get, this beyond the big bucks I get. And I told him, I said, you know, it'd be great to have a, 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 an option. To... And yet when I got over to my car, I was pretty sure, you know what, the devil ain't telling you to go tell that man it's great to see him reading his Bible. I... And you know me, my person, I know it ain't me telling me that. The voice. My sheep know my voice. Man, what 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 an absolutely confident, bold statement from the Lord. My sheep know my voice. There's things that... that, (laughs) As, as, as we all do, I'll get to me in a second, but you know, there, there's things my wife says and the way she says them that's, that's almost like clockwork. And one of those is oftentimes if, you know, if she is sitting in the, in the family room and, and our front entrance is the front door and one of the, one of the boys walks in the front door, she'll, she'll, she'll usually, you know, something like, hey, bud. Or, hello. So every now and then, just to be a little bit honorary, I'll just, I'll beat her to it. I'll hear the door open and they, I'm like in the living room. Hey, bud. <laughs> my sons, they'll do the same thing. Apparently one of my phrases is, oh, my word. So something happens, and they're like, oh, my word. I want to I get so in tune with his voice that I can, I can sort of respond for him. I want to know his voice so well that in the moment, I know I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. going to take me a few moments but I'm going to quit but I was I was just a couple weeks ago once again I'm like God I know your voice but do I do I know it well enough do I know it as good as I need to do not only for my own personal life but you've you've given me the responsibility of of being the pastor of, of a group of people and for their sake God do I know your voice as well as I need to know it 
And it was the it was the weekend I was in Florida, and I'm sitting in the airport, and I referenced this already, but I'm sitting there, and it's a Sunday evening. You guys are in the middle of church, and my phone rings, and it's Brother Shelton. He knows we have church on Sunday night, and I answered, and basically as soon as I answered, he's like, wait, what are you doing? I forgot. You're an hour ahead of me, and I'm, well, I'm sitting in an airport. We spent a good while just shooting the breeze, and, and I finally... I. I said, well, you got a few more moments? I mean, since I got you. <laughs> and, I, and I started talking to him about that. And he, and he made this, he made this point because I don't know about you and maybe I'm the only one, but I get, I get kind of, I guess, intimidated by all these people that are walking around talking all the time about what God spoke to them. And God just told me this. And God spoke to me that. And God said this. I'm like, excuse me. And he, and, he, and he made this point. He said, you, which one of my kids do you think is the one that gets my voice, that hears my voice the most? I thought, hmm. I'm not saying if God speaks to you, you're a problem child. But could it be the louder God has to speak to you? It's cause, not because of how more spiritual you are. It's because the more hard-headed you are. It was the still, small voice. Just for a moment, I'm not gonna, I won't drag it out. We won't, we won't spend an hour here unless the Holy Ghost takes over. But I, would, would you just take a few moments just for right now, right where you're sitting? Would you just express... In your own words, your own way, your desire. Lord, I, I've got to know your voice. I, 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 whatever level I already know your voice. As, as one of your sheep, I, I, I know your voice. But God, I, it's not an option. It's not a luxury. It's not something that if I have it, great. If I, if I don't know your voice, I, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll get by. It's, I must know your voice. Lord, as, as the shepherd, I've got to know your voice, that when you speak, I can follow. I'm not following your presence. I, I appreciate feeling your presence, Lord. I'm grateful for every time that, that we feel the manifestation of your presence, but there's nothing in your word that talks to us about following your presence. We're to follow your voice. Lord, if we're going to follow your voice, we've got to know your voice. Lord, I pray that as we are in the first couple of days of this month of, of, of clearing our minds, our spirits, that again, God, it's, it wouldn't just be an emptying out and a silencing of the wrong voices, but it would be, it would be about becoming more in tune, more sensitive, more responsive to your voice, Lord. That still small voice. Lord, I pray if there's anybody else here like me, Lord, that we we tend to not not devalue, but we we don't put quite the significance on you speaking to us through your word as we should. Help us to realize, help us to trust and believe, God, that one of one of the absolute most certain accurate ways that you can speak to us is through your word. Your word that is forever settled. Your word that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word is not. 
Lord, give us a fresh appreciation and love for Your Word. I pray, Lord, that as, as we read through this month, the, the, the 119th Psalm, and all that it says about Your Word, all that it declares about Your Word, and I realize in a lot of ways, Lord, the implication of that is the written Word, but, but let it be rhema to us. Let it be an appreciation, a valuing of the, of, of the written Word, but the, the written Word that You can quicken to us as a, as a rhema, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we want to know Your voice. We want to be sensitive to Your voice. There's so many voices, Lord, from so many different avenues in our lives. We've got to hear Your voice. Lord, I pray that there's... If there's the voice of any strangers in our lives that we're becoming more and more familiar with and, and consequently, consequently more attentive to, that, that you would help us to once again tune into your voice, the voice of the shepherd. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Word of God speak, pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see. Your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak, pour down like rain. Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. To be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen.